Hey, this is Bryce from Trench, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, I want to welcome you all back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, as always. And today, I have the honor of speaking with the talented Bryce Jasmine. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IOF series today. You know, this is definitely an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Trench with the drop of your latest heavy hitter of an album, Encased in Chrome, which just unleashed uh, March 18th via New Damage Records. I want to start things off, Bryce, by commending you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. Shout out to Revolver and Decibel Magazine for praising your work throughout that time. There's just so much to discover about this release and what you're all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, as I do with all my guests, I know we did, we talked a lot before the interview started. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I feel like we are now getting back into normality again, at least here in the States, if we can even call it that. I mean, how are you, bro? I think that for one, <laughs> that's an important <laughs> question. And how's life in Calgary? How's 2022 been like for you? I mean, I remind you, it is 2022. It We've somehow went two years. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's been two years already. Um, first of all, thank you, Sonny, for having me. We appreciate it so much and appreciate all the kind words about our uh, new EP. And yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm chilling. Um, you know, like you were saying, it seems like it's at a point where we're starting to resume normalcy in the world. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time for us because it really feels like we can get back to what we were doing and, you know, have that push forward to get people listening to trench and do what we love to do and play some shows in the future, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, I want to do something here. I want to wind the clock back, Bryce, to 2016, maybe even before that, because for fans and listeners who may not know you guys are from Calgary, Alberta. If you could just briefly, you know, talk about that defining moment in your life that led to the inception of Trench with you, Tony, Jay, Cole, and Tommy into what it is today. I feel like you guys have been on quite the journey already. How did you five come together in the end and realize this is what you wanted to do? Does it feel like everything kind of also like went by in a blink at the same time? <laughs> For sure, man. Um, so yeah, Trench, Trench was something we all like me, Jay, Tony, Tommy. Um, it originally started with us four and then shortly into it, we added Cole. Um, and yeah, Trench, we all knew each other for quite a bit of time, just all playing local hardcore shows and different bands. Um, me and Jay had been in a few bands together and then Tony and Tommy, they're twin brothers. So um, they had played in a band. The last name the kind of gives it away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like if you hear me say the Chans, I'm yeah, referring to Tony and Tommy. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, Tony Chan. Oh wait, Tommy Chan. I thought it was a typo. I was like, no, wait, they're two guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. People always, it's it's so funny because people who don't know them always get them confused. And like, yeah, Tony and Tommy, and um, we had all known each other for quite some time, and it was in 2015 that we first started, formed basically Trench and started jamming. And um, at that time, at that point in time, none of us were really doing heavy music like I had I was doing vocals in a band called War Elephant a few years prior to that. And the Chans hadn't been playing music with the fallacy for a long time. Um, and I was just kind of like I was a, I was in the point in my life where I was exploring other genres of music and not really into like the heavy thing. Mm. Um, and what actually kind of started it was. Um, my mom had passed away. Um, I was 23 oh, so years sorry, old. Bro. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, um, it is what it is. But I was I was just at that point in my life where I kind of turned back to heavy music. And for me, I wanted an outlet in music that I could just express the things I was feeling. And for me, that wasn't really vocals or anything, because, you know, for me, I was so close to my mom that I couldn't really put in words how I felt but it was just more about the feeling. And I decided to buy a new guitar. Um, I hadn't played guitar in a long time, actually, for like two or three years. I hadn't really even touched a guitar. Wow. But to me, it was just kind of a fresh start where I could just put my emotion to something. And I hit up Jay, you know, being one of my best friends. And I was like, hey, man, do you want to start a band? And he was like, absolutely. And then we hit up the chance and just the ball started rolling at that point. And we just started making music 
and um, kind of went into it not really having a set plan, not being like, ah, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who start bands are like, we need to sound like this. We need to do that. Um, and that wasn't really something for us. It was just kind of like a natural introduction into it where we were just like, let's make super heavy shit um that really has no limits we're allowed to do whatever we want within it and just do the thing and that's check, how check, it started check, yeah check. yeah kind of just going on yeah. the mental list right <laughs> right so yeah that was really the start for us um we did a before we even played any shows we actually recorded like our first demo um and we you know we wanted to have that established at least a demo worth of music before doing anything um and then started playing shows and not shortly after that after like our second sort of demo ep mm-hmm. cole joined the band and um from what most people hear it's like the album gift of guilt and onward and you know that's really the point that the ball start, started to roll with trench i'd say yeah and and i felt like you really got the release you needed you know translating your energy and your emotion into something productive like music and I feel like we're both here today because of those reasons, you know, because it's, it's something that we really connected with and, you know, my condolences on your loss, uh, Bryce, you know, it's, it, but it is great to see you doing what you're doing and, and the way you're for doing sure. it and, the, and everything you're telling me, you have a passion for what you do. And I know the band was, a, you, you said 2018, right? I don't, I know it goes even further back to when it, like the roots of the band years before yeah. That, I think yeah well like yeah we we first started jamming in like 2015 yeah um we released a demo in 2016 and then 2017 and then um the first thing that most people hear is like gift of guilt and that was 2019 for us um and let's not forget we, condition let's not forget condition yeah <laughs> i actually really like that record now we'll talk about that in a minute for sure, I, I, do, I do want to i do want to stay on the topic of or i guess switching to the topic of like touring you know, uh, the live music experience technically, because, you know, we talked about how things are nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. You, it feels like you've been at this for quite a while, Bryce. I know you guys had that Misery Signals tour planned right before the pandemic hit. You shared the stages with bands like Integrity, I believe, Harm's Way, even Comeback Kid. Would you say you have a newfound appreciation of the live music ex- experience now, looking back, considering what's happened in the last two years, right? I think so, yeah. You know, it's like, for me those that time not playing music and not and also just not even just playing music but also being able to go to shows I didn't realize how much of a release that was for me because like personally I started going to shows like 18 years ago so it was just a constant in my life and it was like you know every couple of weekends at least once a month I was always at a show so to have that taken away, you don't really realize how much you actually appreciate it, you know, until it's gone, like they say. Um, and yeah, I'd say now, like we got to play our first show back in October, um, our first show since the pandemic started okay, back in October. October. Yeah. And um, man, it was amazing. Because... I was like, how, how was that? Kind of like nerve wracking. Like, <laughs> do you have to remind yourself how to, okay, we're stage, stage left, stage right. Where do I go? Like, you know, something like right? that. <laughs> yeah. But like, and, and yeah, there was definitely like a bit of that feeling, but to me, it was just like pure excitement because especially for us, um, we released Blossom during the beginning of the pandemic, like a month into mm-hmm. everything happening. And we had never gotten to play the majority of those songs live. Like, I think we played maybe two of those 10 songs live before. So back in October, when we got to play, finally, it was like, you know, it was like felt so overdue. And it was like, hell yeah, we get to finally play Blossom. Like, you know, almost in its entirety, we basically did the whole album front to back for our set. And man, it was it was such a good feeling to like play it again and really realize what you've been missing. And you know, I feel like uh, here's the thing: we love the music that we're talking about because it's part of the live experience, right? You know that we're meant to be at a show, and the thing that makes I believe trench trench is the live experience that you guys exhibit on the stage, dude. Hardcore music. Do I need to go any further than that? Like it's <laughs> it's meant to be it's meant to be interacted with the crowd, like if face to face like a living room size type of show, maybe even smaller than that. That's, that's what makes hardcore music so special to me. I feel like, and that's why I like asking questions like that. If do you see 
like appreciating it more. I know I do. I mean, I was at a show. God, you met, you said it yourself almost every week before the shutdown. And I know going back to like the dreaded 2020 price is not something we want to do, <laughs> but that time, has it opened up new things for you personally that you may have not discovered before about yourself? Maybe it's something that maybe doesn't involve music because I remember I, I took up baking the first couple of months. I never baked shit in my entire life before, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> just something like, even if it was music, what's something that you can take with you that you learned a lot about yourself during those one for and sure. a half, two years? Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly. I know, um, definitely it was really it was really a good test of patience you know oh, yeah. obviously because anybody you know anybody living through it i remember at the very beginning of it you're like okay what is this gonna be like two weeks and i then... didn't mind i didn't mind sleeping in at all for the first week or so <laughs> i was okay i was able to catch up on a lot of shit that i left behind but then it's like the second month went by and then the <laughs> no i didn't mean third. to cut you off i didn't mean to cut you off but no I, worries. I, I, no I worries know man. exactly what you're talking about yeah and it, it was really a strange feeling for me um i was one of the people who are considered um essential i work for a company that okay. is is the sole proprietor of like a heavy heavy machinery so even though the world stops you know construction keeps going and my company you know supplies basically heavy machinery um so it was a really strange feeling because in one aspect mm -hmm. it was it was like you know, I was thankful that I got to, you know, continue doing my job, making money. I know it was really rough for a lot of people because they're like, what the hell? I can't make money. I can't go to work. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of strange because I felt out of place because a lot of my friends weren't going to work and weren't still working. And <clears throat> I, I just remember, you know, um, just that that strange torn feeling where you're like i'm appreciative for being off work but at the same time i kind of wish that you know i wasn't a central worker it's yeah. it's really it's really strange i'm sure people are going to judge me for for <laughs> year in this no, one no, way or another especially nowadays i feel like it's so easy to be judged now considering what has transpired since the pandemic began i mean we can talk about the riots and all that during the for sure we yeah. want. you know it's standing up for who you are. I feel like that's something that we really, I, I found out a lot about myself as far as that, you know, a lot of people showed their true colors, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm sure yep. you're no stranger to that. And uh, the people I know today are really different from the people I knew two years ago. You know? Absolutely. Isn't that yeah. weird looking back on? I don't know yeah. if you have time to actually even think about something like that, but that is, that is something to think about as far as like a two year span we somehow age two years, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? but, for real. Yeah. You know, and uh, thanks for sharing so much about that. You know, I, I think it's an important thing to ask. Yeah. Even we're in the music business. It's, it, there are a lot of things that feed into create into our creativity, into what we do. Like what, what other stuff do we get involved in, in the mm -hmm. pandemic that shaped us into who we are today? Yeah. And it's, I feel like that really opened up a lot of things. So yeah, absolutely. And just that whole concept alone of like the pandemic and the changes that everybody went through during it, like, um, you know, being being a fan of Jay, Jay's lyrics in my own band, I've asked him before, like, you know, I always ask him, like, what's what's this song about? Like, what is this album about? And huh. he's told me straight up that he's touched on the idea of and, you know, and wrote about it on the new album in Case in Chrome about the changes that people have kind of undergone during the pandemic and, you know, the way that it's shifted people and at least like his hope for the people that he loves and his friends is that, you know, the negative aspects of it that people have brought along the way, you know, he hopes that it doesn't stick with them forever. Like it's not, it's not something that's going to permanently taint your view of certain things in the world you know like to remain that you know just because we went through it like you know it doesn't shouldn't ruin certain aspects of your character your personality your mental health you know yeah um, and especially that's, at a time like today especially like you know yeah and and you know and that's that's something that i love i love that jay wrote about that because you know it's something that's relatable to every single person in the world you know 
Yeah, and I want to let's get to that EP right now. I want to touch on the those those aspects and the themes here in a minute. But dude, this is a big deal. This new EP, Encased in Chrome, it's barely it hasn't even been a week. I think it's been just a little bit over a week, and it dropped March 18th through New Damage Records. <clears throat> new Damage Records, Bryce. You guys, are, you guys are recently signed on to them, which makes you label mates alongside, again, Comeback Kid, Ken Mode, uh, Northlane, Silverstein. Good God. I mean, right. what's the feeling like, bro? What's something with such a <laughs> promising label like New Damage to kick things off with a new album? Right. It's uh, it's so cool, man. Like, obviously, playing music my entire life, like, you know, just being signed to people that bands that you've been listening to like that i've been listening to since i was like a teenager man like i remember being in high school first time i heard comeback kid and it was like holy shit and like <laughs> you know misery signals as well and um you know it's so cool it feels so awesome to like feel like we're getting some recognition for what we're doing and then as well like just having those label mates and like um you know even beyond new damage like new damage is owned by like dynalone records Dynalone, that's true and it's like you know there's amazing artists on dynalone too like man like alexis on fire is a canadian staple for anybody who grew up with like heavy music like they know alexis on fire and it's like you know all, all of that is just like so mind-blowing to me it's so cool because for me like this is really the first time that we've ever had that sort of connection with anything to like that level and uh yeah and 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 it's awesome because like everybody on that label all the other bands are so supportive like you know it's 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 a great feeling yeah it's, and uh, you guys are worthy i'm gonna contradict wayne's world here you are worthy you know <laughs> thank I, you man I, and, and i want to uh let me repeat this here because this is a new album you know before we get into this nitty-gritty of this record this is also the follow-up to 2019's gift of guilt you mentioned and i'm gonna mention 2017's debut condition because that's a big part of who you guys are i felt like throughout that you you have really developed your sounds within the you know hardcore community blending in these new metal even ambient post-metal elements and you're doing it well it makes you guys stand out from that crowd of like hardcore bands trying to get into the scene and we mentioned a few of them you know here you are bryce you know new album new year new chapter for the band even there's a reason why Re revolver magazine named you guys as one of the top five bands to watch pressure dude was there <laughs> any such thing as pressure for you and the guys when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just a follow-up you know considering you know you guys are new but you guys are, are really coming into the scene guns blazing yeah um i don't know to me honestly I constantly put like a pressure on myself. Um, so it's kind of strange because I don't really feel the pressure in an external sense in any sort of way. Um, but that being said, like in 2020, like April 2020, we released Blossom. And that being released like a month after the pandemic started, um, it was still an amazing release. We had you know, great feedback. Um, that's also like when we were getting the coverage from Revolver, like you mentioned, and it was an amazing feeling. And we started to do Encased in Chrome, basically, like because of the pandemic, we had a shift and we're like, okay, we're not going on tour with Misery Signals. Like, let's get to writing, like back to the drawing board. Time to do to do a new record right away, even though it's like, you know, is it was like, we should be playing blossom songs, but it's like, we don't have an option. So like, let's keep writing. Um, and it was something I didn't, we didn't really feel that pressure um, right away because we were going to write in case in, in Chrome, like regardless um, of what happened with new damage. Um, and it was like during when we first started to write in case in Chrome that all the all the stuff with new damage started to roll along um i think that yeah imminent power looming was like the first song that we submitted to new damage um which they you know we were kind of on their radar already oh, and great track <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um and we submitted it to them and they were like we love it we love it boy so it was like you know from that point forward it was like 
it was like extra motivation, you know, just to write such an awesome album. But for me, like not really any pressure because it was like, we've been doing it. Like you were saying since like 2016. Um, and so it was something that we knew that we could do. And it was like, we're going to do it regardless of whatever support we get from a label or not. Um, but it's just amazing that new damage recognized, you know, like what we have and think that there's something cool or special with us. And, you know, it's just that extra fire that it gave us to just, you know, create the best product possible with encased in Chrome and shout out to shout out to new damage for getting that done. Dude, this 2016 doesn't feel like six years ago. I'm thinking about like the math <laughs> here. It's like six years ago. Seriously. I, I remember that year so well, but Right. Uh, you know, it, it, time really does fly. But dude, from that instrumental title track to Unforgiven Remains, by the way, shout out to Guilty Simpson. Holy shit. That track threw me in for a loop. I was like, dude, what that's is like this. The change I of love pace, Guilty's verse. That was so good. I was like, what is this? <laughs> How they need to go on tour right now, you know, and then all the way to be all end all. I mean, that's some 11 minutes of some nasty headbanging, bro. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys one up yourselves here. I hope you know that. I was ready for more. <laughs> I'm ready for more, <laughs> more right now. I also felt it gave a band like Trench a breath of fresh air inside the genres of the hardcore realm. I, like I said, if anyone doesn't know, I've been listening to a lot of hardcore lately. Like we mentioned in our pre-interview, this only adds fuel to that fire. Back-to-back EPs here, Bryce. Here's the thing. Can this EP or can both of these EPs, these records, <laughs> you're like ready for the next question. Can it serve as a, I don't know, like a sneak peek into what's to come on a new full length? album or are we barely scratching the surface here i know i'm like really digging deep for this but yeah yeah i I, i'm ready for more (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i definitely uh i definitely think you're right where it is kind of like a preview of what's to come in a way um oh shit (laughs) (laughs) like when we did blossom blossom in a way um it's like 24 four minutes long or 23 minutes long and in a way you know for a band like us like 10 tracks that's in a way considered like a full a length in a yeah, way, yeah. you know i'm thinking of like hardcore like albums you know they're usually like within like 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes like nails for example right? the last nails album was like i think it was like 15 minutes you know yeah straight up it'll be like 12 <laughs> tracks 15 minutes and you're that's like, my type that's, of hard that, that's yeah. like that's perfect right there and you guys are doing that sorry go ahead um and so like you know it's like we did blossom and writing blossom and the way we kind of wrote it um it felt like a full length to us you know it might not be considered a full length in other people's realm but in within the hardcore realm like 25 minutes that can be a full length you know i don't even um, think EPs are possible with hardcore bands anymore just name an album <laughs> right it's just an album it's a record it's just an bro. Album at this point yeah. <laughs> and um so you know and then doing a case in chrome and knowing that okay we're gonna do less songs and it's gonna be like more of a focused ep um it's it makes me really excited for the next stuff because the next thing that we're gonna do will be like a full length again where it'll be like 25 to 30 minutes possibly even longer than that depending on what we do but to the level of like encased in chrome so in a way it's kind of blossom and encased in chrome all in one where it's got that full album flow the ideas everything that you'd expect um plus like the intensity and just the exploration of like encased in chrome and you hear that Star yeah, Wars? Man. that's how prequels are done <laughs> sorry i love star wars sorry. that was like Bro, the example i was thinking that's <laughs> yo that's so funny i did a podcast like on saturday uh-huh. and star wars came up because i used to be in a band called rancor and i'm the hugest star wars nird Dude, like i, I have, love I have star posters. wars i can't i can't turn my, <laughs> i can't turn my screen right now but on that corner i have like star wars posters hell galore. yes and um uh, but dude, we could talk about Star Wars forever. Well, maybe we'll get we to that. literally. We literally so, could. We, we could. We will at one point. I'm down. I'm down. I've Anyone never who been, listens I've, to like a podcast with me will hear about Star Wars now. Yes, but okay, I'm down. We, we're <laughs> obviously gonna have to get to that. I, that may be in the surprise at the end. So uh, I've never made that kind of resemblance before. And I'm just like, uh, thank you. I'll be here all week. You know, as I'm thinking about that. that was, <laughs> and but but man, that's that's exciting stuff, dude. Like it's nice to have something like that to look forward to. 
you know, I do want to ask about this, you know, walk me through this. How much do things change? Because here's the thing with condition, you had a different sound, right? And now you guys are developing to what EY you guys are today. How much do things change from when you first started composing on encased in Chrome to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Did you have a specific sound in mind from day one? What a um, question, but I feel like it's important for a band like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's strange because I want to say that there's not really any sort of intention, but I'm sure there is like subconsciously. But going into it, when we write a new song or write like a new record or whatever, there's never like set goals where we're like, oh, this has to be like our heaviest record or blah, 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 or like we need to have X amount of like crazy spacey trippy parts or like anything like that. It's never like that. It just really always happens organically. Um, and it just becomes what it becomes. And I think yeah. like, um, and I think with, um, you know, going back to condition and then going forwards until now, obviously there's a lot more like electronic elements now in like, encased in chrome and like blossom as well um and that was something that happened naturally because cole joined the band um cole's our other guitar player and cole also does like a lot of music production he uh is one half of the hip-hop group suicide kings and he creates hip-hop beats um for suicide kings as well as like all sorts of music production and, you know, it was just something that happened naturally because on like condition, you know, you'll hear crazy, there's, there's actually no electronic samples, but you'll still hear like crazy guitar pedal parts. Yeah. And that was something that I loved from the very beginning of it, just as an influence of mine was to have weird spacey sort of trippy parts. Um, and then it's weird with, to not have that. <laughs> it's, it's weird to not have that. It, like, it was it was always something that was there from the beginning of trench and i think that was part of me for my journey like really getting back into guitar after my mom had passed away was that um you know i i was like at at that point i was like kind of done with guitar like before that i was like you know there's nothing new i can write guitar is like kind of boring i'm not really interested in it and then you know, that being at that point in my life, I was like, let's explore, like, let's get fucking weird. And that was like the first time that I had ever like even looked into like guitar pedals and like weird effects. And it completely shifted the way I looked at like writing guitar and writing music because I was like, you know, the options are so much more than I thought they were like with your ability to compose a song. So yeah, moving forward from that, it was kind of like a natural progression where all of the crazy weirdness from the guitar pedals carried over into Cole, you know, creating samples and creating weird soundscapes that go between songs and just, you know, that whole exploration of ideas where you're not limited to just, ah, we're just a hardcore band that writes mosh shit, which is nothing wrong with that. But like, (laughs) that's just not us. We just like, we want to do whatever the hell we want to do. Right. That'll just work Um, itself out out by itself. Exactly. Right. Well, with the, uh, you kind of helped me segue into this. You're a guitarist, right? Obviously. And then I want to add Cole into this too, if you'd like, shout out to Cole, by the way, you know, how is the composition of the songs different for you as opposed to the other members of the band? In other words, in what order do you come in on the final draft process of all this? So um, I'm always I'm always kind of like usually the first one to start a song. So I usually come to the boys with riffs. Um, it's usually like two or three different riffs. Um, I usually write them and compose them in a way that it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus sort of thing where mm-hmm. they flow well into each other. But I bring them to the boys and then it's like we chop and screw that shit where like um, we just do whatever we want to do with it. And it's interesting because sometimes it will like barely change from what I originally brought to them. And then other times it'll be like completely different. Um, And just our writing process in general 
we leave we're very open with each other like any yeah. idea someone has we entertain it like regardless of like whatever the hell it is and so i'll say like you know i i come up with some riffs and then we run it through the trench filter and it like it the literally gets filter. the trench filter man and <laughs> i feel like it's like a whole like machine we're getting star wars in here like a huge <laughs> trench built like an actual machine it's all right here we go let's see how it works throw it in there bam it's the it's the trench run filter right before Luke, <laughs> uh, right before Luke blows up the Death Star. He now rides we're right. talking. <laughs> now look at you. Like, like you're talking about guitar. You had that feeling of guitar. You, you were losing your passion for guitar. But look at what you're saying. You come, you're coming to the band with these riffs. And you guys are coming out the other end with this. You know, it's, it's really, really cool to see how you've grown, Bryce, throughout this whole process, too. I felt like this... EP kind of shaped you to become a better musician, you know, something that maybe you yeah. didn't see coming for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah. And uh, like, thank you, first of all. And like, uh, yeah, I definitely feel that way. Like um, it's interesting because like, I'm so thankful for my bandmates because yeah. like they're all such talented people and like having the opportunity to play music with those dudes has made me a better musician where it's like I write something and Tom writes the craziest fucking drums to it where I'm like, dude, bro, like, can you calm down a little But Like, not really. Cause I love it. Like keep going. But it's like that motivation of seeing my other band members be so great at what they do continuously like motivates me. And it's like, you know, it's like a friendly competition where it's like, we just constantly want to one up ourselves and See, one up what we're that's doing. That's good. When you're pushing each other to become better people, even just better yeah. musicians. I can't get the trench run scene out of my head now. You got that. <laughs> but I, I want to get to the, we talked about the music, right? But dude, the production, man, that was a sound. That was something that I really loved about this record. I'm an audiophile these days, Bryce. I'm very mm. picky on how I want my music to sound the way I want it to sound. This sounded like a matured version of trench. Again, uh, call back to condition, you know, call back to blossom, call back to um, uh, the EP in between, gift, gift of guilt. I can't believe I'm, I'm Star Wars on my mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> no worries. You know, as far as like producing, <laughs> mixing, and mastering, did you guys take a part of that aspect or, or did you bring in a different team to handle that part of the record? How did that work out? So, for the last three releases we did, um, which is like gift of guilt EP, blossom, and then encased in chrome. Yeah. Um, it's all been with like Jordan Chase. Um, his studio is called Udalele. It's kind of hard to say. It's re <laughs> it's really hard to even spell it because you're like, what the hell is that? Just is say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll just spell it out. Of our head. It might not even be Udalele. It may not even be any it. words. It could be like a symbol, like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just O D L something. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, Jordan. Uh, Jordan, we first did Gift of Guilt in 2019, and we had never met Jordan before. We had seen previous things that he he had recorded, mm -hmm. as well as like some bands he'd been in. He'd been in like an old band called uh, Stutterfly. If you remember Stutterfly from like the early 2000s, that, that, that rings a bell, man. Yeah, that most people that like have at least heard Stutterfly, and we were like, we were like, all right, let's give him a shot. Like we had. Uh, Jordan lives in Kelowna, BC, and we yeah. have a lot of. Friends. I'm looking this up as you're as you're as you're telling me. Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of friends in Kelowna. Um, our good friends from Future Brew, they were like, "Yo, you should, you guys should maybe like check out Jordan." So yeah. it was really funny. We were we recorded it, I think, in December, and we actually got stuck in a snowstorm. And we had to stay overnight in like a small town called Golden, Alberta. Um, we were completely stranded. There was like multiple semi trucks that were just like, like apart. They got in accidents. They were like, the roads were completely closed. Um, and we ended up being really delayed for recording our album. But we got there. We met Jordan. Jordan was like the nicest freaking dude. Like, 100% just meshed with us. We were like, this dude loves everything we love. Like he gets all our jokes and references. Like this dude is awesome. And we like, for me, I felt like we just like knocked it out of the park. Like we were on a super short time constraint. Like it was like 
one and a half days to do like the the three song EP, um, which was like about 11 minutes. And we just like made it happen. And since that, it was like, all right, let's go back to Jordan for Blossom. And then same thing with Encase and Chrome. And every time we go back, it's like a better and better experience because it's like we're closer and closer with Jordan. I gotta I gotta give a shout outs to um to Colton Douglas. He he's like a huge part with recording with Jordan. Um and he's been there for like all of Blossom and all of Encase and Chrome. Um and yeah, just working with those guys, like they they're so good at what they do. And um it's it's been interesting because Jordan really like gave us free roam where like there's certain things where we're like a weird band, you know, we don't always, we don't always like do what's stereotypical with like even just the song composition. And there's things where he'd be like, are you guys sure? Like you want to do this or that? And we'd be it like, it makes you second. Yeah, guess bro. Yourself. It's like, <laughs> but like, but it was funny. Cause we'd be like, yeah, dude, like it's intentional. He's like, that note sounds shitty and i'd be like that note is supposed to sound shitty bro and and it it was it's really interesting because we grew this relationship with jordan where he really started to understand us and just our like weird approach to certain things and we understood him and together it's just like we're we're able to like hone in recording and really nail it like it was crazy because when we did Encased in Chrome after doing like Blossom and Gift of Guilt with Jordan, it felt so um, like just efficient. Like we were just like, all right, hell yeah. Like, let's do the thing. Like, and we we're just like, you know, it's awkward when you go and you record with someone you've never recorded before and you don't really know their vibe as a person. But it's like none of that was there for that happens a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it's hard because you're in the hot seat. You're like under pressure. And for Encase in Chrome, it was just like so comfortable and just like just like, all right, we're doing the thing. We're going to slay a record with Jordan and you know like let's go <laughs> would it be and safe it, to say like it's like you know i feel like you know this was coming he's a sixth member of the ga- a band almost <laughs> yeah i'd say so point, definitely you know? man yeah yeah he's uh yeah he's definitely he's definitely important to recording and and also like you know i can't give enough props to jordan he makes shit sound huge and awesome and just like the amount of clarity that he has in his recordings because it's like we're not necessarily the cleanest sounding band but like having that clarity um come through in the tracks is so important to like a band actually sounding heavy and especially uh, for hardcore music i feel like is the producers just aren't given enough credit because the way you guys actually play the way the sound is supposed to be like produced you know, the way you want it to sound is different if you just play the song, but then if you want to deliver that message, the way you want to get the song out to the listener, I felt totally. like Jordan really, um, you know, fleshed that out for you guys. By the way, Fire Whispers. I remember that song. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. Fire Whispers. 16 years ago. I remember watching that music video. Okay. <laughs> I, I, as you were doing it, the song is like playing on my phone. It's just like, I haven't seen it. <laughs> but man, it's, it's really cool because you know, there's so many, I come from a family of musicians, both of my brothers are producers. So awesome. we used to own a record label together. So when it comes to like finding a producer, it's like, usually it's like, okay, the band does this and here's that, here's the producer. All right, do whatever you want with it. And we won't hear it until, but with Jordan, I feel like you guys are really kind of that chemistry bonded from day one. Dude, it's hard to find a producer. I feel like, and now you guys have found the sound. He knows how you guys want to sound. That's the best part. I'm he knows really excited man. here. But, yeah. It, it it really is so awesome to like have someone who uh, understands you and like doesn't try to change you and is just like yo i i get what trench is going for and like i full-on support it and like lean into it um and yeah dude it's awesome and then just also him as a person like yeah. he's such a great dude we get along with him so well we have a lot of similar interests and like 
going going out to Kelowna to record with Jordan is like a treat for me. Like I'm like hell yeah, this is my fucking vacation of vacation week of the year. Like I'm so next time you need to do do, uh, you guys need to do like some kind of vlog or something like that because. That's what I want to see. Like just like recording the new album, like like that sneak peek. I don't know. That throwing that throwing ideas out there to you. So if that's something you consider, that I would, I would love to see that. I mean, oh yeah, it shows that the, you guys have that cha- sense of yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the chans. The chans always do something like that. Usually like on their Instagram um where they always oh. do like some sort of like making a video and a lot of it is fun like it'll just be like short clips of us like skateboarding and shooting the shit like hanging out at the beach Sounds and like, like my videos the- i should shoot my brothers <laughs> hell yeah man. just like those old like having fun videos and then like a few like oh here's a crazy ass drum take or like here's some vocal takes or something and just like those fun <laughs> little videos the chans love that shit so okay i'll be t- i'll be tuning into that that's that's i know i'm just <laughs> one out of thousands of fans out there but that's something i would love to see like especially working on something new like a new album down the road so i don't know hell Not yeah anymore. we'll see you know we'll probably um, make more of a thing of it next time dude that'd be so great to see you know <laughs> bryce man uh we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome conversation dude thank you so much for you know sharing a lot about who you are and what trench is all about you know from the different experiences and you know perspectives in your timeline that we have taken in which we have discussed about so far and you know performing for as long as you have and the people you have met that you mentioned and work with doing these records you guys are breaking into this with fists in the air adding on to a revitalization of the hardcore scene i feel like i mean that's watering the mouths from fans like me I'm excited to see, you know, where you guys go from here. And this is definitely something you guys have a passion for. And the truth is you've been through plenty already in your career. And then some, I want to round it out to this question here because have your aspirations as a musician or hell, just a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Um, yeah you know what i like i would say awesome first of all great question man you 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 ask very good questions i appreciate that it's not just a like naming off things of this and that it's like you actually make me use my brain which i appreciate we need some Um, wings (laughs) we need some wings for this man maybe then i wouldn't be able to use my brain because i'd be like this shit's way too fucking hot dude it's crazy it's so hot like some of those contestants like they can't even think like, like Tyler from Capra again. Shout out to Tyler. He like he was he like froze doing one question. He's like, "What's the question again?" Like two minutes later, <laughs> you ask the same thing again. What's the question? It's like, "Are right, you know what? Let's just move on." <laughs> like I would ask like some random like what uh what does the number seven smell like? You know. <laughs> yeah. like, anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get let's. Uh, I know we're getting serious here, but, but I feel anyway. like that's I, I I think a lot has shaped you into who you are today. I think it's easy to lose track of yourself as you go forward throughout life and i want to give you this chance bryce to to look back on it you know yeah yeah do you see things differently for sure i i think i do see things differently because um you know i've like the whole idea of finding success through music it seems like such an unattainable thing um and obviously when i was younger it's like i'd play in bands and i'd never think like oh we're gonna we're ever gonna see any sort of like success or recognition from the sort of thing you know it's like first of all it's such a saturated market if you want to look at it in that perspective like there's everybody's in a band trying to do something cool um a new band just formed like five minutes ago who knows exactly right (laughs) (laughs) like as we speak um and I don't know. I guess I could say that, you know, I always had that pessimistic viewpoint, um, but continuously pushing and just never giving up, always trying with Trench, you know, it seems that that actually isn't something that's unattainable. Yeah, it takes a lot of time and you've got to have patience um, and, you know, think strategically in some sort of way you you gotta actually want it right like you know it can't just be you know 
a loose sort of just do it whenever you do it, you got to have that intent and you got to have that drive. Um, and I think that that's something definitely that changed for me was just my perspective on that whole sort of thing. Mm. And just the possibility of, you know, being successful in some sort of way with music where, you know, it can become more than just a hobby um, and can possibly as most musicians, like most musicians, they, they want to do it for a living. Right. And that's something that yeah. is super prevalent with everybody in trench. Like we want to do it for a living and have, you know, a creative outlet that, you know, is, is sustainable. Um, and yeah, man, like it's, uh, it's interesting because regardless of that, like I, I still take things as they come. Um, and it's kind of strange because when things happen that are good for us, I don't always overly get overly excited. Like, I don't think that, you know, the next move, like us being featured in an article or whatever is the be all end all, you know, if you want to quote one oh, of our dude, songs. You have no idea how much I want to title that song as you were talking about. <laughs> but, thank uh, you for, thank you for filling the blank for me. <laughs> but, uh, but like, you know, I, I try to keep it as a very, just, we're going to co- constantly be moving forward regardless of what happens. And you just got to hope for the best. You got to keep on moving forward and just hope for the best. And whether things go the way you want them to or not, like you just got to keep fucking doing it. Cause that's, that's all there is. Like you're just motivation and will to do something. Yeah. Not get high, not too low. I mean, it's, it's cliche, but staying humble. I feel like, I feel like at, at a time like today, it's, it's really important. It is hard to do, but, I also want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's okay to celebrate your successes along the way. And it seems like you guys are doing that and I'm celebrating you guys, you know, I'm really glad to see, like, it's like a proud moment for me as a fan, you know, cause you know, um, like I, I come from a family of musicians, you know, and I, I didn't know if this was something that I wanted to do with my life. I found myself just wanting to be in it. You know, I wanted to be a part of it, make an impact within the industry, however it may be. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing what you're saying, you know, it, it gives me more inspiration to continue doing what I'm doing. And I feel like Hell yeah, man. when this podcast airs, which will be worldwide, you know, I, I hope people can take something from this and stick to the course, so to speak, you know, for sure. Uh, uh, I feel like we're like getting like really Jedi mind trick shit here. You know? we're, <laughs> we're getting really philosophical, but, but it is important, Bryce. And, and I, I'm really glad you shared all that, all that, um, experience and it, you guys are only going to get better from here just mark my words right just new damage <laughs> revolver new record it's and i can't wait for you guys to come down here and do the wings interview uh but man now let's let's get to the surprise all right i know we've been like serious let's tone it down a little bit before but, before we yeah. do that real quick yeah. do you mind if i just run to the bathroom real quick <laughs> really <laughs> that's the first time that ever happened that's great yeah go ahead do it I okay, make okay. Sure my i'll be right back all right cool man <laughs> <laughs> no dude yeah. and then i was thinking of i was thinking of like the i'm always thinking of movies like dumb and dumber when he goes just go man when they're on the when they go to Aspen, <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies of all time i should just say that just go dude, dude. Dumb, dumb and dumber is like his classic staple i love that movie it's so dude, good it's it's i mean i still don't think that movie gets enough credit it's i mean even on like imdb and rotten tomatoes they don't even like give it enough credit that's a that is comedy like gem you know like right? it's like this like the stuff that they would never obviously they would never hear <laughs> that movie today if that, yeah. if that was made today no way no how that's um, like stepbrothers as well for me man stepbrothers not too long ago gosh damn. Oh, that was that was like a classic as well for me it's so good but yeah man i, I wouldn't worry too bad I, right. i'm pro- i'm probably just more straightforward with people where i'm just like yo i gotta pee BRB. no dude that's good I'm glad, I'm glad you asked me that question i was like i felt so bad. i was like oh man we, we we clocked in over an hour i need to make sure he gets a break <laughs> all right dude so here's what we're gonna do bryce uh okay we're gonna do something called the lightning round all right here's here, here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna go down the list you just, have to, you just have to think quick on your feet. We don't have the wings, but we got these questions. I'm going to ask right. you one or the other. Okay. You just have to pick one of them. Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid. All That's right, man. Part. You ready? I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> I think you'll <laughs> like these questions. I kind of modified them 
All right. Uh, test question. Here we go. What's the capital of Alberta? Uh, Edmonton, but yes. Calgary's better. Let's go Flames. <laughs> All right. Green or blue? Green, always. <laughs> vegan or meat? Uh, vegan. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. All right. This is an easy one. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Oh, shit, man. I love Harry Potter, <laughs> oh, too. Oh, oh, oh. I but, thought it was going to be easy but one. in the soul, Star Wars, always. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's Star Wars, always. <laughs> All the love to Harry Potter. Uh, poutine or barbecue? Ooh. Um, let's go poutine. Climb let's a mountain poutine. or jump from a plane? Uh, shit. Um, this is supposed to be lightning around. I'm thinking too long about this shit. Let's That's go good. Climb a mountain because I've done it before, though I'm not opposed to jumping out of a plane. Jump from a plane because I've done it before a couple of times, actually. Um, oh, nice. But uh, I've never, I think I, I've had poutine once, by the way. I'm in Texas, so all we get is barbecue. So we <laughs> yeah. have to work something out. All right. Country or hip hop? Hip hop. Though uh, I love country too. I, yeah. Uh, listen to that song I mentioned Calgary Flames or anything else? <laughs> Calgary Flames. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, Halloween or Christmas? Halloween, man. Do you Always. believe in Do you believe in Santa Claus? Uh, yes, of course. L.A. or New York? Ooh, um, let's go L.A. You know what? I'm gonna go L.A. <laughs> I'm, I'm giggling at the next one. Will Smith or Chris Rock? <laughs> both of them. I absolutely Dude. loved both of their performances at at the Oscars last night. Like, I, I got. I like to thank against... the Academy. Yeah, I'd like to thank the Academy. Yo, I got nothing against that Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. And the best thing about it was Chris Rock's response. He was like, this is the greatest night in television history or some Damn shit right like that. Is. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're you're completely right. Like, What I love what- is that how he like kept his composure through that entire, right? that entire scenario. Like, what the hell? And uh, no. and uh uh, what was it? The memes. Good Lord. My <laughs> social media feed yeah, was just filled with memes. The best one, one of my favorites was, I don't know if you've seen it. It shows Pantera vulgar display of power. And it <laughs> yeah. shows Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I think he's slapping Chris. I'm like, oh my God, that is genius. It was um, so good, man. Another one of my favorite memes that I saw from it. I've been playing that new like Elden Ring game. Dude, I had it. that game right there. I am. I played maybe 15 hours of it. I've accomplished absolutely nothing. <laughs> my my friend Cole posted one where it's like it's like the shot of Will Smith walking up to Chris Rock and it's like dark spirit Will Smith has invaded your world. And I'm like, that's perfect because that's how it that's how it happens. That's how it game. feels when someone just, invades, you're dead yeah, already. <laughs> yeah, you're dead already. It's so man. annoying. It's like I can't go back to that area again. The the heck, I always like to see like if I'm like going around the area so for some reason it pops up anyway. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I, I can't do this. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. Oh dude, Ex- all right. Excellent <laughs> one. Excellent. Let's, let's move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be able to move things with your with your mind or know the future? Oh, uh, dude, I have enough anxiety as is thinking about the future. So I'm going to go move shit with my mind. Same here. Same here. I'd rather think about the, the, future, dude. the music possibilities. If you could play extra strings with your mind. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> now we're really getting now. This is getting Jedi mind tricks. Jedi mind tricks, like you said. <laughs> All right. If Michael Myers offered to buy you a beer, would you accept? Uh, yeah, weird flex. I don't know what we talk about because the dude don't really talk. <laughs> he doesn't but... really talk. You just stand there. You're just like, yeah. I've never actually after you die, dove into this question, but what do you say to him? It's like just back away after every sip. It's like, all right, man, it's been real. There all was good. like there was like the Rob Zombie remakes where he like grunted a bit. Um, but well, he made think, sounds. Yeah, right. Which is weird for Michael, but I think that's the most audible michael's ever gotten before <laughs> all right we got two more would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals you're probably going to call it a night after this interview <laughs> 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 like this is oh. too much oh man oh that is really tough i'm gonna go with animals though because i yeah. do love animals and... i've had people who say well i can talk to my pets so i guess i can speak every language in the world I'm like eh, well that oh loophole but but man, why would you not want to know what like 
I don't know, a peacock is thinking in the middle of the day. You know, it's just like you could write a song about that. Right. You know? Now, maybe, I'm yeah, maybe you wouldn't want to know, though, because if you like, I feel like if I knew what a sloth was thinking, I'd be like, man, sloths are kind of creepy motherfuckers. They probably think really I'm... quickly, though. Who knows? <laughs> they probably have the entire world figured out and they're just kind of just that's, that's where all their energy goes. They're just like, you know, what? I don't even need to move. I already know what's happening. Right. They're they so calculated. Probably, they already know the future already. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Good Lord. Uh, this may be one of the best lightning rounds I've ever done, honestly. It's not even a lightning round anymore. Now it's just like just a round. <laughs> okay. There's, last one is there's a time machine in front of you. I love this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Bryce. Okay. It says the destination is your first concert you've ever attended. Where are you? And what do you remember the most about that day? And do you take the trip? Oh, shit, man. My first concert I ever attended. No shame, no guilt. Let it all out. Okay, so I want to say I was either, I was probably like six or seven years old. And it was either, it was either Backstreet Boys or Shania Twain. Dude, that is awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. But you you were six, though. I I didn't get to attend my first concert until I was like maybe 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For me, uh, early, early bloomer, I just remember obviously growing up in the 90s, like yeah. boy bands was all the shit. And then it's like my mom loved Shania Twain. And I remember even being a kid and meeting Shania Twain once, like in a mall. She just came to like a random mall in Calgary and just like set up a thing. And it was like, oh, you can go meet Shania Twain. And uh, you know, shout out. Yes, yes, I did. It was the shit. Um, yo, shout out legit. to Shania Twain. Shania is still legit. She did a song with an amazing musician called Orville Peck, who's a great country singer. Yeah. And yeah, I yo, do know that. <laughs> Shania legends never die, yo. <laughs> do you still have Shania. the picture and do you still have the ticket stub from that show? I don't. Maybe, maybe at my mom's old place somewhere, but. Maybe I should find it. <laughs> Man, I'm making you know? rethink, rethink everything now. Man, that's right? that's awesome. I don't know if you're a sentimental person like me, but I, I hold on to stuff like that. Like I, dude, I have a, I don't think I've ever mentioned this. I have a backpack, a very old, chewed up Dallas Cowboys backpack that I never used. <laughs> I'm a New York Giants fan, by the way. What does that say about me? But, <laughs> but, and, and uh, throughout the years, me and my brothers, anytime we get together, we would just stuff memories in there, like what receipts, yeah. like from Blockbuster, like what receipts we got, uh, what like we would say the Doritos bag of chips that we ate that summer, and we would <laughs> stuff it in there. And sometimes we would like because uh, my brother, my brothers are drummers, so we would like save the drumstick from like a show and like put it like you see what I'm saying? We do so, we so would I got, do shit like that. I got to ask you then, what was your first concert if you're to do a time machine so, and go back? <laughs> Let's That's, hear it. Let's hear I, it. I, I did back to Bush and I twain, man. All right. So, so here's the thing. That's the first time someone reversed a question for me, which I love. Now I'm on a hot seat. Um, my first concert ever, believe it or not, it was Dimebag Daryl of Pantera. Okay. No two, shit. Two months before he got shot on stage. Oh, shoot. Insane. Yeah. Damage plan. That was when he was a damage play 2004. I yeah. still have the ticket stuff from that day. Freakers Ball, Dallas, Texas. I think it was called Smirnoff Music Center at the time. I was the only one who went. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to see my friends there and that my friends had no idea I was a metalhead. I get to the show. (laughs) They're like, Sonny, what the hell? Why are you here? (laughs) Like, it was insane. Like, they didn't know I was a metalhead. And uh, that show was crazy because you had you had Damage Plan, then you had Drowning Pool, but then you had bands like Switchfoot and then The Use and then Bowling for Soup and then Velvet Revolver. Damn, dude. Uh, just the wow. Donna's Skindred, if anybody remembers that band from. <laughs> yeah. I dude, mean, that's that's literally like everything as far as like every level of mainstream or not mainstream and metal or not metal. Like that's crazy. Breaking dude. Benjamin was. I remember they were coming into the scene. That that was probably <laughs> the best band that day. Was I that a fe- that. was that like a festival? That was a. It was it was called Freakers Ball. It was basically it was hosted by our local. A radio station here called 97.1 the eagle okay and i don't think we have it anymore they we do this thing called edge fest now which yep. uh um I, I think they do it every year i can't remember but it was kind of like it was kind of like kind of like the more commercialized version of Ozfest at that time 
it was gotcha. like 2004 but man i remember going to that show and then the next day i felt like i felt like a rock star coming to school <laughs> the next day and we're like dude sony i saw you at that show man that was so great and i was like oh dude <laughs> so now that i'm telling about it yeah i would like to relive that maybe not like myself reliving it but myself now going back and <laughs> right. myself a beer like here you go let's uh dude i remember uh during during it was raining that day we're gonna wrap it up here by the way we're, we're about to reach like we're like an hour but but i remember i got need in the bridge of my nose my first <sighs> ever mosh pit it was pouring that day i didn't have a ticket to go because it was there was the lawn seating and there was the inside Right, the, it was a, it was probably it's probably the one of the biggest venues here in Dallas. Yeah, and I remember it was raining, and I snuck my way in uh, <laughs> as I was falling falling in. I just sat down in the seat, looked over, and was like, "All right, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm just gonna hold in my pee, so I, I'm not gonna go to the restroom. <laughs> I don't lose my spot." And then right when Dimebag was about to come on, it was it was it was one of the most. That's something that you remember, like your first yeah. show, and and of course, uh, rest in peace, Dimebag. He's a obviously local favorite here in Dallas, Texas, but. For sure, yeah. But it was it was it was surreal. It was absolutely surreal, and that just opened up a whole new dimension for me as far as like you know heavy music and just my my entrance into the whole realm. Yeah. Like at that time, I was listening to bands like, of course, I grew up with Lincoln Park and System. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's funny I mentioned Slipknot because I just saw Slipknot like two days ago, and <laughs> it was just uh, it was it was a uh, it was definitely a moment to you know I could talk about that day forever. By the way, so that that's was, cool, that was, man. That that's in. that's so awesome to but hear. Dude, like. I, but dude, I've never seen Backstreet Boys live, so you got me beat. That's a, that my the band I really want to see in my life. Believe it or not, you're never gonna guess this. You, okay. you might as well just we might as well end the an interview right after that. The Spice Girls. I'm not kidding. The Spice Bro, Girls. <laughs> spice Spice up dude, your life, dude. The, one of the movies we rented accidentally from not accidentally it was like a two for one deal on Blockbuster. We rented D3, and then we rented. Spice, Spice World. World. <laughs> and we're just like, you know what? Whatever. So we went home that night. It was like 1998. We watched Spice World, D3, and then Spice World back to back to back. From then on, it was <laughs> it was life-changing. And I have a I don't have it here. I'm drinking from my Starbucks mug, but I have a my brother got me a gag gift on my last birthday in October last year. He got me a Spice World 25th anniversary mug. So, <laughs> so right, I have a quick, Spice Girls mug that I drink out of. Quick lightning day. round. Quick lightning round. Who's your favorite Spice Girl? Oh, uh, Ooh. Melanie C. That's scary, right? Yeah. No, Mel Sporty C. Spice. Melby's Mel Sporty. Sporty. Yeah. Those two are my favorite. Both Mel's. <laughs> and, um, I'm just hoping for a reunion tour. And hopefully, hopefully, now that we're actually getting worldwide recognition, hopefully we can bring them on for an interview. <laughs> We've interviewed with so many different artists from so many different genres. Shout out to everybody who's been on their show. But man, um, but it's it's fine. Now you're asking me. You're the interview. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But dude, man, this has been an honor, Bryce. Dude, let's stay in touch. Dude, okay. um, this right. has been amazing. Do you have any dude? Do you have any like last words? Any shout-outs? Anything you would like to plug under mention if I was trench and the new album before we finish things off here? I don't know, a new music video coming out soon, touring. I know things are opening up this year. Whatever you can and cannot say, the floor is yours, bro. Um yeah, um, obviously listen to Encase in Chrome, the new EP by Trench. Um, there's a few music videos that go along with it. And yeah, listen to that. And if you want to check us out, um, probably the most active place we're on is Instagram. And our Instagram handle is just Trench with underscores in between each letter. So T underscore R underscore E underscore and so on and so forth. Um, and yeah check it out and you'll see more shit in the future <laughs> and uh and uh i'll make sure i give you a follower like i said let's stay in touch man we're gonna do this again we are definitely gonna do this again I'm gonna, <laughs> here's what we're gonna do uh first i'm gonna do a sign up here obviously bryce jasmine from trench everyone you heard what he just said if you can do us a favor buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help it goes a long way uh dropped march 18th in case in chrome on new damage records shout out to new damage shout out to everybody shout out to you man thank you from the bottom of my heart dude Thank you so much, Sonny. Um, and everyone who's listening, you can check us out on all major <clears throat> podcast streams out there. Check us out at interviewunderfire.com. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to do one, two, three. After that, we're both simultaneously going to name our favorite Star Wars movie. You got it? Oh, shit. Okay, hold on. Uh, give me one second to yeah. think about this. Um, oh, fuck, man. I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
good thing. Okay. I have a, I have a favorite. I do have a favorite. All right, you got it. Yeah, I guess so. It changes all the time, but let's go. It's all right. It's all right. But you got yeah. it though, right? All right. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna clear my throat. <laughs> I've been talking so much. All right. One, two, three. Return, Return of, the of the Jedi. Jedi. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that about does it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.